I'm excited this morning because this morning it is Vision Sunday for us. Vision Sunday 2023. I can't believe it's 2023. It's getting on a bit. I'm going to be 30 this year, as I've already said. That's a bit of a hint. So uh, get ready. I'm joking. Um, But uh, it's Vision Sunday. And, you know, we've seen God do some incredible things in our church. But I believe wholeheartedly the best is yet to come. The best days are ahead of us, and uh, I'm excited to share with you just what God has laid on my heart uh, for us as a church family this coming year. And uh, I'm going to be reading this morning from Acts chapter 2. I'll be reading from the uh, message version of the Bible, Acts chapter 2. And uh, the word that the Lord has laid on my heart for us for this year in 2023 is life together. Life together. And it says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to 47. Since that day, about 3,000 took him at his word. They were baptized and they were signed up. They committed themselves to, te- to the teaching of the apostles, to the life together, the common meal and the prayers. Everyone around was in awe of all the wonders and signs done through the apostles. And all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's needs was met. They followed, followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. And every day their number grew as God added to those, those who were saved. You know, as I've said, since we've come back from lockdown as a church family, we've seen God do some incredible things. God's been moving in our midst and you know, we give him all the praise. This isn't because of us or because of what we are doing. It's because of him, his goodness, his graciousness, his kindness. We've seen people give their lives to Jesus, of which I'm so thankful for. And that's the greatest thing of all is when people come to know Jesus. We've seen people come back to the Lord after wandering away and backsliding. We've seen God saving people. We've celebrated many people taking the next steps with baptism. We've seen people become partners in our church family. We've seen people getting involved in different ministries in our church. We've seen God do some incredible things. God is blessing us before our very eyes. I'm sure you'd agree with that. If you're part of our church family, I'm sure you would agree with that. Growth is happening. Numerical growth, and I'm praying for more of that, but also spiritual growth as well, which again, I'm praying for. Continued growth. And you know, I believe that this is going to continue to happen as well. I believe God is going to continue to bring about growth to us as a church family because of his promise to us. The latter days are going to be greater than the former days. I believe God's going to do great things. You know, as I was praying, I've been praying since September last year about the vision for us this year and going through it and just waking on the Lord about what to bring with us. The Lord began to highlight a longing that I've had in my own heart. It's a longing that I've had since, since last year. And it's not, I know that this isn't just a longing in my own heart, but it's becoming a longing amongst us as a fellowship as well. And that longing is for community. I don't know if any of you feel like that, but if I feel like I need some friends, I need to get around people after being isolated for so long with COVID and being restricted and away from people for so long, I've just felt that longing in my heart. We need community. We need to be there together. We need to have community with one another. You know, we were once a society that was built around community, wasn't we? Everybody knew everybody. You know, if you had neighbors, you used to go into each other's houses. You, you know, you all grew up together on the same street. Our society was centered around community. 
Many generations of family used to live under one roof and they never moved very far away. You know, these days we're living in a very individualistic culture. These days we become a lot more independent. We, we rely on ourselves. People move away from family. People move away from friends and we don't have those connections anymore. You know, I've seen some star- staggering statistics, especially amongst young adults, those aged between 18 and 30 was from the Evangelical Alliance. And they were just sharing how young adults today are suffering with a pandemic of loneliness. Although this generation is more connected than ever through the internet, through social media, the reality is that we're not as connected as we believe. People are looking for connections and maybe you've got connections with people through the workplace, through friends, through school and all these things. But you know, deep down, you know that that is not enough. You know that there's a longing for more connection, more community. People, as I said, are becoming isolated. People are suffering as a result of loneliness. People feel more disconnected than ever. And you know, this isn't just a a pandemic that's happening in our world. This is a pandemic that's happening in the church as well. People are feeling separated and isolated. People don't feel like they're part of a community. We see that with people jumping from one church to another church. They don't stay in churches very long. They want to go to the next thing that will give them a buzz, but they're not going to plant themselves there because they don't want to get too involved or connect with too many people. Or there are people who come along to church, but they don't get really too involved because they don't want people getting too close and knowing much about them. They're not relying on the body of God. But you know, the Bible tells us that doing life on our own individualism That's not part of God's design for us. It's not part of God's design for you. It's not part of God's design for me because the Bible tells us that God himself is in community. Yes, he's one God, but in three persons. He is a trinity and the Father, Son, and Spirit, they've been in communion and community since all, since the beginning and they will be till the very, very end. They've existed in perfect community. And you know, when God created mankind, he created us to have relationship. He didn't just plant us on this world, so we do it on our own. He created us to have a relationship. The ultimate relationship is to be with him, to have a relationship with God, to be in community, a communion with him. But you know, when God created the world, he said after he created the animals, the stars, the galaxies, once he created everything, he said that it was good. But there was one thing he said that wasn't good, was that when he made man alone, he said it's not good the man should be alone. It's Genesis 2, verse 18. It says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. God created man and woman to be in relationship, to be in community together, to create families, to live together, to bear the image of God and reflect God to the world around them. The Bible is all about community. The Bible is all about community. It says in the Old Testament that God chose the Israelites to be his people. And he says these words in Leviticus 26 verse 12. He says, I will walk among you. I will be your God and you will be my people. So now we're there, my people together. God wanted a family. He wanted us to do life together. And even as we see throughout the Old Testament, they live together. They worship God together. They follow God together. But even as we come to the New Testament, we see with our Savior stepping into this world, with Jesus 
came into this world. God himself stepped into this world. We see that Jesus could have done everything on his own. He didn't need anybody. He didn't need to enlist the help of others to start the church. He didn't need anybody's help. But yet the Bible says he chose 12 men to do a life with. The 12 disciples. That was the very first small group, very first connect group. It was the 12 disciples. He gathered people into community. He gathered them to himself and he used them to tell other people about Jesus. He trained his disciples. He lived with his disciples. He went on journeys with his disciples. He was with them 24-7. He preached with his disciples. He taught them. He prayed with these men. He did life with these disciples. It was all in the context of community. And you know, he didn't stop at his death and resurrection either, or his ascension. But we see the birth of the church. We see what did Jesus want? He wanted a family together. His people were called by his name together, doing life together. And it, as it says there in Acts 21 verse 41 to 42, it says that day about 3,000 took him at his word. That's Peter who was preaching. They were baptized and they were signed up. In other words, they became Christians. They surrendered their lives to Jesus. And this is what the early church did. It says they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together. I love that phrase, the life together, the common meal and praise. What did the early church do? They did life together. They worshipped Jesus together. They studied the word of God together. They ate together. They prayed together. They helped one another out. And as the church grew, lives were transformed. God added to those, those who were being saved. God realized that his church, the people needed each other. And did you know all these years later, still hasn't changed. We still need each other today. We still need one another. God gave us one another to walk alongside each other, to encourage each other, to love one another, to look out for one another, to correct one another when sometimes we need correction, to spur one another on in the faith. And you know, our world and this society might say that you can do life on your own, but God tells us we simply can't function without one another. We need one another. We need each other. It says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. It says, two, be- two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We need to do life with one another. I believe this is what God is calling us to do, even as a church. We need to do life with one another. You might say, yes, we know each other, we're in each other's lives. And you know this I'm, I might not be very good at it. Maybe you feel you're not very good at it, but I believe this is the direction in which the Lord is calling us. We need to do life together. And I believe as we do that, as we support one another, grow together with one another, God is going to do great things in our midst. I believe God's going to bring more people into this place, people who will feel like this place is home. That is my prayer. That is the sign on the outside of our doors. Welcome home. We want people to come to this place and feel like this is part of their family. They can be open and honest and share and grow and help and support. This is what we should be, family of God. So you might say, what does doing life 
looked like? What does it look like for us as a church? What does it mean to do life together, especially in 2023? If this is the vision for us as you, what does it mean doing life together? Well, I believe it means three things. I believe, first of all, doing life together means gathering together, first of all. It means gathering together. In Acts 21, verse 41 to 42, it says, they gathered together every day. They studied the word of God. They did life together. They had common meals and they prayed together. In Acts 2, verse 46, it says they followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple. In other words, Christians, they came together. They came together. They gathered together. And I'm sure you're familiar with that passage there in Hebrews 10, verse 25. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But let's encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I wonder, does anyone believe Jesus is coming soon? I know that I do. I believe that with all that's happening in our world, all the indications, Jesus could come at any moment. I believe that. And the Bible encourages us here. The writer of Hebrews encourages us. Get together. Don't stop meeting together. Do life together. You know, gathering together as a church community, it's vital. You might not think coming along to church is important, that you can skip some weeks and it's okay. But the Bible tells us otherwise. We need to gather together. It's vital for our own spiritual growth individually, but also corporately. When we gather together, we fulfill the mission of God. When we meet together and gather together, it encourages us. It strengthens us. It helps us focus on what God has called us to do. It refreshes us. It revives us. And you know, when we gather together, we worship the Lord. We gather together to pray and call upon the Lord. And we get and grow in our relationship with the Lord. In other words, it's important for us to gather together because we're equipped and empowered to live for Jesus every day of our lives. I don't know about you, but I need to be equipped and empowered to live for Jesus every day of my life. I don't know about you, but I need that. But you know, there's a wonderful promise there. Jesus says something powerful happens when we gather together. It says this in Matthew 18, verse 20. Jesus says, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Isn't that amazing? God's promise when we gather together, he'll be here. I don't want us as a church family ever to go through church through the motions, but I pray that we will know God's increasing presence with us every time we come together. We're not here to have a religious service or go through the motions. We're here to encounter our God. We're here to worship our God, to praise his name, to be met by God, to be touched by our God. And Jesus promises when we gather, he says he's there. He's here right now. His spirit is here right now. And so how are we going to gather as a church for Gateway? How do we gather together? Well, our Sunday services. I know you're all here. I'm preaching to the converted this morning. But I want to encourage you, keep making it a priority. Come along to our Sunday services. Don't neglect it. Especially when you feel like life's hard and life's difficult. Don't avoid it. Our prayer meetings. Come along to our prayer meetings. The most important meeting of the week where we pray for needs, pray for our community, pray for one another. Come to our prayer meetings on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. There are opportunities to gather. We've got an opportunity for our children to gather on a Sunday morning. And I pray we'll see more and more children and families and kids coming along so they can gather and be encouraged in the things of God. I've been so blessed by our youth ministry, which has just started on Friday nights. And 
We were grateful again to see the young people who came along and we're going to be doing Alpha together next month. So please pray for our young people as we go through that. But you know, there's an opportunity for young people. As you can see here, for every generation, there's opportunities for people to gather because we're a family. We're not of one age here. We're not promoting one age group. We're the family. We're the family of God. And God has come for each and every one of us. So these are opportunities for us to gather together. But it doesn't stop there. Doing life together doesn't mean just gathering together. Secondly, I believe it means walking together. You might say, does that mean we're practically going on walks? If you want to go for a walk with one another, if you want to come with me up the country park and take Charlie, you're more than welcome. I'd love to go on a walk with you. But I mean walking through life together with one another. It says in Acts 2, 43 to 47, everyone around was in awe of all the wonders and signs done through the apostles. And the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. As it says there, they sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's needs were met. They followed daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal a celebration, exuberant, and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw, and every day their numbers grew as God added to those who were being saved. You know, as I think back on my own walk with the Lord and my own journey and following Jesus and being a follower of His, and after I surrendered my life to Jesus, recommitted my life to Jesus at the age of 16, you know, as I've been thinking back about that, you know, I can honestly say the times where I grew most spiritually was with friends. It was we're doing it with other people. It was I'm so grateful for our young people who we had and our friends who we had growing up. And I'm praying that our young people right now will have that as well, that they'll be able to do life together. But I found the times where I grew most was with just having friends around, doing life, sharing problems, sharing challenges, sharing difficulties, talking with one another. It wasn't necessarily on a Sunday, but it was in the week, catching up, meeting up. It was spending. You know, waking up until one o'clock in the morning on Marty Mountain, pouring our hearts out to one another. And, you know, that is, that's what it means. It means doing life together, walking together. We see that in the Bible. Jesus didn't just call his disciples together to meet with him once a week on a Sunday. He lived with them. He walked with them. They went with him wherever he went. They walked through life through the highs and through the lows. And as a church, we want to create ways where we can not only just meet together on a Sunday, but we, we can walk together as well every day of our lives. And there's a few ways that we're going to do that this coming year. One of the ways we're going to do that is through Alpha. As you know, we've been running the Alpha course, which is a fantastic course to help those who have questions about the Christian faith. It's a, an amazing resource. And we want to help people and new people coming in begin that journey and finding out about Christianity, finding out about Jesus. So we're going to do Alpha together, do life where we can ask questions with one another. You might see something up there which you might be surprised at. Small groups. We're going to be starting small groups. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit about that in our Heart and Soul meeting on Wednesday night. But in March this year, we're going to be launching small groups as a church family. As we get bigger and bigger, I believe God wants us to be small as well. Where we're in each other's lives, doing life together. As you might see up there, you might be wondering, what's this gateway coffee? Well, we're going to be starting coffee morning. It's going to be coming back on a Friday morning. And we're excited about that as well. As you can see on the leaflets, there's some details about that. It's just an opportunity for you to come along and just do life with one another, talk to one another on a Friday, do that. And also, we're going to be doing coffees before church on a Sunday. So if you're an early riser at 9.45 before church every Sunday morning, we're going to be starting coffee, serving teas and coffees. Come 
and have one. And let's do life together before church on a Sunday. And as it says there, open house. That's just going to be an opportunity for people who are new to our church to find out a little bit more about who we are. And I'll share a bit more about that on Wednesday night in our Heart and Soul meeting. So that's a plug. Come along to that. So it's about doing life together, walking together, not just on Sundays, but every day, being in each other's lives. And finally, number three, as we do life together, it's about gathering together, walking together, but also serving together as well. It's about serving together. It says there in Acts 2, 43 to 45, that the believers, what did they do? The early church, they sold everything they had and helped one another out when they were in need. They served, they served in the church, they served one another, they helped one another. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve each other. God has gifted you, blessed you, resourced you. And it's not just so you can keep it to yourself and boast and build your own little thing. But it's to serve other people. To help other people. As Christians, we're called to serve one another. It's opposite to the way of the world, which is all about me and doing what I can get. But we're called to serve one another. To do a life with one another. Build one another up. And we do this following the example of our Savior. Jesus said this, Matthew 20, verse 28. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so as a church, you've seen on your chairs this morning, volunteer cards. Some of you might be running away from this. You might think, no way on earth am I going to get involved or do something. But I want to encourage you. This is what it means to do life together, serving one another. And there are many opportunities for us to serve one another. We've got the welcome team. You can serve on the welcome team. Children, you can help if you have a heart for kids. Serve our children. Serve the next generation. Worship. If you love being involved in worship, then do that. Our coffee morning and our coffees before church on a Sunday morning. We'd love some volunteers. If we're going to run those, we need volunteers for that. So please tick that box. Sign up if you'd like to do that. Food bank team, I know they'd always like help in serving our community, serving those in needs. Youth. You have a heart for the next generation. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. Come along, be a part of youth. If you want to be revived in your spirit, come along to youth. Alpha, if you have a heart to reach new people for Jesus, come along and do Alpha. I want to be, I pray as a church, we will be a church that are constantly running Alpha and reaching out with the good news of Jesus to those in our community. I pray that we'd always be doing that. So we need an Alpha team for that. A media, if you have a heart for technology and those things, whatever, sign up. For that as well. Again, I know most of you are on Facebook, so you can't get away with, oh, I don't know media. I know you're all on that. So, so uh, yeah, if you want to sign up for media, sign up for media. But these are just some ways in which you can serve. But, you know, this year, as we come to an end of this message this morning, maybe you've come here today. Maybe you're feeling a bit disconnected from community. Maybe you're longing for more and more community. Maybe you feel distant from God, distant from other people. I believe God's calling us this year. To do life together. I know I need it. I know we need it. Let's do life together this year. Let's do that by gathering together. Let's do it by working together. And let's do it by serving together. Let's be a part of the family of God. Let's surround each other with one another. Let's help and support and encourage one another in our journeys of following Jesus. And I really believe that as we do life together, we'll become an unstoppable force. I believe we'll see God do great things. I believe our community will say, what can I do to sign up 
I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that fellowship. I want to be a part of that family. And so this year, let's pray that God will help us by his spirit to unite together, to build one another up together, and to do life together.